You know, one of the things that we've learned over the years is and is following many uh, psychology studies have shown that people respond better to value add bonuses versus discounting. And that means also adding your own incentives. Welcome to the Authentically Successful Show. I'm Carol Schultz, founder and CEO of Vertical Elevation, a talent equity and leadership coaching and advisory firm. We partner with founders and CEOs to create talent-centric organizations, either where they don't currently exist or rebuild companies into talent-centric organizations. We are committed to supporting your vision and values by creating healthy, successful companies, leveraging the best talent, retention, development, and succession strategies. Listen at the end of the show for information about becoming my next guest on one of the most important podcasts for building thriving companies. Here we go. Joining me today is Marco Torres, co-founder of Marketing Boost, where he teaches internet marketers and entrepreneurs how to boost sales through the use of value-add incentives instead of discounts, also known as incentive-based marketing. And I'm really interested in hearing more about this. Marco, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm uh, thrilled to be here. Give me some detail on what value-add incentives are. I mean, I think at a high level, I understand what it is. And who, you know, is this a B2C sale? Who you're marketing to exactly or who your clients are marketing to? Well, we help business owners. So we're, my company goes B2B. We're looking for business owners, entrepreneurs, marketers. And what we do is provide, well, let me give you two big examples of what is incentive-based marketing and how the rest of us can try to follow suit. And one is, you know, Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Mm -hmm. This is a, uh, one that everybody will be able to relate to to start thinking about how you might be trying to come up with something as an incentive for your business. Jeff Bezos managed to capture all of us to become shoppers on Amazon by creating Amazon Prime. And when he first launched that, I mean, most of many of us weren't even big uh, video streamers, but we were interested in the free shipping. So we right. bought the $99 Amazon Prime product mm -hmm. so that we could get free shipping. And then we kind right. of found out, well, it included videos and it included, right. you know, streaming yeah. videos. A lot of bonuses. Yeah. A lot of bonuses and stuff. But what what did we what was the incentive? Free shipping. And then after a little, you know, we became habitual shoppers on Amazon <laughs> to get that free shipping that we had, we had included. So if we found something on any other website, we'd go see if Amazon had it so that we could get the free shipping and buy it there. He captured us all around the world. So uh, that obviously has been very successful for him. Another example is uh, McDonald's. For decades now, they have the Happy Meal. They've got the, you know, the, the, the little package of, of, of a burger and a soda and a fruit basket and a toy, the prize, the incentive that makes the kids screaming and hollering in the backseat. They want McDonald's toy. Mom and dad are choosing McDonald's over Burger King. Talk to anybody else so they can get that toy. And it, it generates right. about $3 billion a year in extra revenue for McDonald's that they've been able to, you know, uh, uh, re, you know, see that that comes directly from the Happy Meal. And they've continued to do that for decades. So, what we do is kind of help business owners have their own adult Happy Meal by providing travel incentives that they can add to whatever their call to action is. Value add incentives, I, you know, ways to have something that makes you stand out from the crowd and have uh, these bonus incentives that we'll get into specifically about what they are and how they work, if you let me, and how that can be plugged into nearly any business. We found that you know, originally it was travel businesses that were using our service, obviously, because, a, mm -hmm. you know, a travel incentive goes very well right. with a travel product. But we found it ended up, you know, working with nearly anything from lemonade stands I've got using my business up, you know, our, our product, up, product up in the northeast to car dealerships in Chicago to, you know, business coaches to uh uh, uh, photographers, wedding photographers, to you name it, uh, any kind of business out there. We have thousands of entrepreneurs that use our service currently around the world. And, and the people who are using your service are selling B2C, correct? Or, or is it also B2B? Most of them is B2C. Yeah, but there are yeah, there are many that are B2B as well because there's mm -hmm. a lot of ways to skin this cat with just a little bit of creativity, mm -hmm. uh, which I can show you a number of case studies. But yeah, the bulk would be B2C. But they can be used for B2B. A lot, a lot of business coaches that are that are using our incentives. 
with you know soliciting other business owners to join their mm-hmm. webinars, to join their uh, follow their podcast. You, you name it. There's ways of using these, and what they are in in general. If I can jump right into them, mm-hmm. Carol, there's, we have three different kinds of categories of incentives. One is uh, complimentary hotel stays in over about 130 destinations around the world. So from three night stays in places like Orlando, Las Vegas, San Diego, 30 U.S. destinations, five night stays in Hawaii, Cancun, mm-hmm, Cabo mm-hmm. San Lucas, Punta Cana, seven mm-hmm. night stays in places like Phuket, Thailand, or Bali, mm-hmm. uh, all over Europe, all over Australia. So they can be used as a carrot as well and loyalty programs to say, look, you know, when you when you hire me as a business coach, you know, again, instead of discounting, if you hire me as a business coach, you know, we have a $30,000 a year program package, what have you. But what one of the things that we'll do for you as an anniversary, on your annual anniversary, we're going to reward you with a six-day, five-night hotel stay on us. Got it. In your choice of case. So you're giving a reason for them to maybe pay for the for the annual fee up front, mm-hmm. or you're asking them to, you know, or you're going to reward them on the six-month or 12-month anniversary. Okay. And again, just barely scratching the surface of ideas on how you might implement uh, these types of incentives. So it's after the commitment that you that you provide this, sometime after the commitment. I'm thinking, because I'm as you're describing this, I'm thinking, well, uh, I'm not going to give somebody thousands of dollars worth of stuff if they, you know, haven't spent some money with me. <laughs> no, no doubt. So yeah, it can be, they can be tied. Well, they can be used as either, essentially there's really two ways to add an incentive to whatever your call to action is. One, it's either, you buy and you get the incentive, or you inquire and you get. So not only do right. we have the comp- we have the complimentary hotel stays, which have a very high perceived value and, and are valuable, and then we have the lo- some uh, additional incentives that have a lower perceived value. For example, we have hotel savings cards that come in increments of one hundred dollars, two hundred, three, and five hundred dollars. And we have restaurant savings vouchers that come in one or two hundred dollars. So these can be used, and we often teach our, our clients use what I call micro incentives for a micro call to action. So one of the challenges that works, this is what works very well in B2B. One of the uh, uh, challenges we all face today and opportunities is we have, you know, we have Zoom calls, right? We're we're now able to book appointments with people from all over the world and, mm-hmm. and make our presentations without having to jump on a plane, without having to travel all over town. But people book appointments and many of them don't show up. So now you've got an hour booked to be with somebody and there's nobody there. So you're like, you know, what a waste of time. Well, uh, the incentives can be used. We have many of our members are using these smaller incentives to get people to book the appointment and more importantly, to show up on time. So let's say you're asking somebody, let's book a no obligation, 20 minute consultation. Let's see if it's a good idea for you and I, if it's a good fit for you and I to work together. And so you say, we think your time is super valuable. So is ours. So if you'll book a 20 minute, you know, uh, zoom call and show up on time, we'll reward you with a $200 hotel savings card, good at a million hotels worldwide, save Mm -hmm. you off of your next hotel booking just for showing up. And so now your text messages, your email messaging can add a reminder, show up on time and we'll reward you with a $200 hotel savings card. And so that's an example of how, another example of how a B2B client could be using these to get their business, you know, business owner to show up. I have to say, Marco, push back on that a little bit to say it occurs a little bit as bribery. to me by you well, know, bribing somebody with something so they'll show up, which which makes me wonder how interested was the person who booked the call in the first place? Well, obviously it won't work. Uh, it's just a tool. Marketing boost yeah. is not going to be the solution to selling a product that doesn't sell or to getting people to show up for anything that they don't already want. So honestly, we're, we're not the magic bullet that's going to make anybody overnight start making money. But okay. we are a add-on value. So mm-hmm. we, we definitely know if you don't already have an existing business that you already have client, you already have something that you're selling successfully, adding the marketing boost incentive is not going to start making sales for you. But if you already do have something that people like, trust, and buy from you, then then adding the incentive uh, will actually, that's the only time it even works because otherwise it doesn't, otherwise there's no trust in what, whatever you have anyway. Right. So, uh, they have to like and trust and believe in your product and your brand any, to start with. And then the incentive makes sense. It's like, wow, this, this lady can not only offer me, you know, these people can not only offer me 
this amazing business coaching, yada, 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 but they can afford to uh, bonus me with the following if I do X, you know. And, and then we also teach our members to create scarcity and urgency with them. So don't use them and don't hand them out like candy. Make people earn it by doing something of value, such as one, buying your product, or maybe it's buy your product and post a video review. Maybe it's buy your product and refer us to five of your you know, uh, colleagues right. and uh, to earn the one of the bonus incentives of some sort. And it really is, you know, one of the things that we've learned over the years is and is following many uh, uh, psychological uh, psychology studies have shown that people respond better to add value add bonuses versus discounting. And that means also adding your own incentives. It may not be just a marketing boost incentive. You might want to be adding additional bonus value yourself, you know, a 13th month mm-hmm. free. Maybe you're adding a additional right. course, you know, something add on of your own extra units, extra bonuses and using marketing boost incentives occasionally or full blown marketing, you know, programs with these, including lead generation ideas, for example, you know, sweepstakes and contests and what have you. Right. Well, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad you distinguish between, you know, this isn't going to help if nobody really knows who you are. Right. So, you know, for, for, for people who already have clients and want to give them a little bonus, I think it's a fantastic idea. Right. I, I, I mean, it's just, you know, it, I mean, it, and in my world, it would be, you know, I really appreciate your business. So here's something really great for you. Boom. Exactly. That's just another right. way of keeping that. We want to appreciate you or revive an old database that's getting kind of stale. So you exactly. send out a you know marketing campaign. Hey, we're doing a, a webinar mm-hmm. this week. Uh, and by the way, we're giving away three trips on the at the end of the webinar. So don't forget to log in and stay till the end. We're choosing three winners from those who are the most engaged with our question and answer session and so on uh, mm-hmm. or what have you, you know. Yeah. Uh, just as ideas out there of, of right. how to. So you work with you work with your your clients to determine what is the best type of an incentive for them for their business to be offering and how to go about doing that. Exactly. Okay. And, fantastic. Uh, we're we're my one thing is we're so affordable that any small business can can give it a shot. You know, create mm-hmm. big campaigns around using us or just use them occasionally with uh, and sprinkle them in with ways to engage their clients and, and revive past clients or reward clients. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been uh, numerous numerous case studies of people have made serious amount of additional money that they can they can tie back to specifically about about how they use the incentives to do that. Awesome. So you you and your uh, co-founder uh, founded the company in 2017, five years ago. Um, tell me in your privately held, did you bootstrap the company? Absolutely. But I'll first share with you how it even came about. It started out by us being in the travel space and we launched our own travel site after uh, the 2008 crash and what have you. And so 2010, we got together, my partners and I, we formed another, a travel company that was doing really, really well. And, and the way Marketing Boost even came about, it was kind of a byproduct of, we were looking for ways for our travel business, we were looking for ways to generate video reviews from our from our travelers. We thought we knew if we only had a, a hundreds of video reviews from happy travelers from the hotels, the beaches of right. the world, we could we could leverage those and do thousands of additional sales. But we were, what could we do to motivate people to go that extra mile of filming a selfie video from the beach, the pool, the bar, whatever of these different resorts? And so we came up with an idea that was going to cost us money, but we said, let's go ahead and bonus people a bonus trip, give them a three-night bonus trip in Orlando or Las Vegas if they would go that extra mile and film a selfie testimonial for us. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we did that, we, they, we started to generate hundreds of these videos coming in. We were putting them all over the website, leveraging them in all of our ad campaigns and mm-hmm. what have you, generating thousands of additional sales. And then people started to obviously raise their hands saying, hey, we want that free trip you offered. And now we're having to go into our pockets and pay for those free nights at the Orlando or Las Vegas hotels. So we thought, well, now this is great, but how, how, how could we reduce the cost of that? So we went back to our travel partners and said, look, we know you've got a problem and we think we can fix it. One is your hotel is never full. I mean, okay, yes, you're full on certain weekends. You're full for holidays, peak season, special events. But the majority of the year, a good 70% of the year, they have at least 30% of their rooms, if not more, sitting empty. And they have the same fixed costs, hotel staff, front desk staff, mortgage payments, et cetera. 
And so we had a few hotels to agree that we could put people, warm bodies, couples, families in those rooms that would spend money at the restaurant, the bar, the spa, the casino, the gift shop, the excursion desk. They might book extra nights. And so they gave us a shot in Orlando and Vegas. Now we were able to fulfill the free trips we were giving away. And then we thought, oh, my God, can you imagine if we had hundreds of resorts participating around the world? We would have a new standalone business, and we were able to revolutionize the travel incentive business. We're not the first on the block to offer travel certificates Mm -hmm. and what have you. But we are we really totally changed it. Where one, we made them super easy to use. Uh, super affordable for the Marketing Boost member to be able to have access to these incentives, which our competitors might sell for as much as $100 each You know, for this type of certificate. Ours were included all in a one low subscription price. Two, easy, uh, a win for the resort partners, a win for the Marketing Boost member, and a big win for the client receiving the incentive because they're getting to travel for you know pennies on the dollar. Now, there is, there is a, they don't include airfare, of course. They don't include food and beverage. And they don't include the government taxes and fees. And this, and that is the the three disclaimers that anybody using our incentive pretty much needs to say. Look, I'm going to give you the hotel stay on us. Uh, they don't include airfare, don't include food and beverage, and of course, you'll be on the hook for the Pay government your taxes, taxes, your fees. resort taxes, right? Yeah, right. And then with that said, boom, you know, it, we we we've we've done that and created a. A machine, and by the way, that one website we started with, we now have over 30,000 video testimonials. So that's another way to use these incentives is to uh, encourage people to post either written or, or film video testimonials and, uh, and, and, and reward them for going the extra mile on doing that. And we've, uh, we actually have a, even a better way of doing that. We, we, we teach our, our clients to do what we call do a survey. Do a survey and make sure, uh, but when, whenever your client, you expect they should be at their happiest. Uh, in our case, it was day after check-in. So we'd send them a message saying, hey, how's the hotel living up to your expectation? And if they said, oh, it's great, you know, it's a four or five out of five, we would send them a message, please give us a video review, help mm-hmm. us spread the word about that hotel, and we'll do this for you. If they gave us a one, two, or three, we needed to know about it as well. So we could jump on right. it, maybe fix it, or at least give the client mm-hmm an opportunity to vent with us versus writing a negative review online. Mm-hmm. And that system of a survey and those that are happy sending them links of where we'd like them to post reviews, we have you know thousands of reviews uh, uh, with our travel company, for example, on multiple sites that, that where Google's going to give us uh, ranking all over the place because they're coming in on site, Jabber, Trustpilot, Shopper Approved, Google My Business, Facebook, you name it. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. What's the, I mean, what's the competitive nature of your business? Are there other companies out there doing what you're doing? Uh, Very few. Yes, there are other travel incentive companies out there. They're quite different than we are. And what sets us apart is one, we're incredibly affordable. I don't necessarily want to drop the price here without your permission, but it's super cheap to be a member of, super affordable to be a member of Marketing Boost. But two, we, um, uh, our competitors are out there typically selling individual certificates, you know, and you have to buy big bundles of them for a lot of money. Then they're also, the the incentives are hard to use in most cases by design. They're designed for the client to end up right. giving up yeah. and not using them. So they've got to give you 45 days, 90 days advance notice to travel. They've got to pick two travel dates, 90 days apart. They're essentially making them impossible to use. Right. Uh, and then, or they've got timeshare tours uh, attached to them or what have you. And so <laughs> we've, all been, we've all been part of that before. We've I'm all been sure. one of those, right? Yeah. So no, so these do not have any kind of sales presentation, timeshare presentations required anywhere in any of the incentives. Two, there's no hoops to jump through. There's no uh, phone calls to make. There's no, you know, upgrades or required or anything like that. And it's an online platform that in uh, some cases, it's only 14 days advance notice required. And the maximum is most of them are 30 days advance notice. That's so that when you log into your after you pay the activation fee, which covers those government taxes, you have 18 months to select travel dates on an online platform with, again, no phone calls, no hoops to jump through, no no, um, no begging. So you just log in, see what's there, you know, put in your preferred travel dates. Up pops up the participating hotels based on availability, and you can book it, get instant confirmation, instant gratification. Now, we are filling what would otherwise be uh, empty hotel rooms. 
So, so we're not one of the, obviously, when it comes to the complimentary hotel stays, they're not going to be available for Christmas week, New Year's oh, Eve, not. 4th of July. So, you know, if, if as long as the business owner sets the expectation up properly, they worked beautiful for everybody. So if, if you tell someone, well, you're going to be able to travel anytime you want in the next 18 months, then you're asking for an unhappy client with it because there's there's going to be one, that 30-day advance notice window, and two, peak season or holiday. We average about 32 weeks out of 52 with each destination of available inventory. That's, I mean, that's reasonable. That's, you know, it's two-thirds of the year, over two-thirds of the year. Right, right, right. So, I mean, you can't, I don't think you can really complain about that too much. What would you say are the biggest challenges, Marco, that you're facing in your in your business and in your industry? Well, when it comes to, you know, the first challenge we face is people think it uh, sounds too good to be true. And well, so right. they I mean, need, that's, of course, what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. So that's too good to be true. So you so you want to dig into the details and over, and getting people to understand that. Uh, we offer, first thing we recommend our clients do is is give one to themselves and try it out. You know, give yourself one of the incentives and book, you know, book yourself on a trip. And right now I recommend Cancun over there. We have some amazing resorts in Mexico or in both Cabo and in Cancun, some AAA four diamond resorts. Mm -hmm. But anyway, give yourself a trip, check it out for yourself, experience how the whole process works. And then you'll be a believer in a brand ambassador of ours as well and, uh, and be using the service. So that's one thing we face. And then the other, I guess, would be um, uh, language barriers because we are trying to, we're looking to grow nas- uh, globally right. and we have clients around the world, but we're still focused only in English when it comes to customer support and uh, our our website. So um, it's easy to, it's easy to translate the, 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 all of the copy and everything into multiple languages, but you have to provide customer support in multiple languages. So that gets more and more right. challenging. So therefore, we haven't we haven't uh, we haven't done that yet. That is a part of our long term goal is to really start building up the multi language team so we can offer support in multi languages and currencies around the world. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Is there anything in particular that really bothers you about your industry? Hmm. Uh, people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Say more. <laughs> uh, I used to be in the restaurant business many years ago, oh, and yeah. um, for for it, it, it burnt me out at one point where I'm like, you know, yeah. I can't handle being involved in the restaurant business right. anymore. So um, I'm glad I'm no longer on the front lines as myself. I personally am not great at uh, at, mm. at being a customer service agent. So fortunately, we do hire experts on that around the world that help us with uh, client support and mm-hmm. so on. But um, uh, that's been a fun challenge over the years is is building a team and we've built you know teams in India and in, in, mm-hmm. in the Philippines and in Pakistan so we've got I have a, a number of also team in Australia so that we can have support 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and uh, that was one of the challenges early on was it really was a lot easier to do that with overseas, outsourcing that to overseas call centers mm-hmm. and teams versus they, I had I used to have a big call center in Miami with 10,000 square feet and a bunch of people in Miami. And man, it, it, I found over the time, I never wanted to believe in hiring people off over, uh, offshore. But what I found in, in time, it was, it was so much easier, so much, you know, no more legal issues, no more employees claiming overtime lawsuit. I mean, oh my God, Miami was rough as far as hiring and keeping quality people. And uh, so when we went overseas, and then of course the, the, the challenge was setting up those business processes and teaching everybody. I went and spent eight months in the Philippines. I lived there and trained my staff and what have you. But we found it to be one of the best solutions in the end because they were, you know, super loyal to the job. Yep. They yep. love being in the call center support yep. business. They sure they, do. Uh, the highest work ethic, yeah, work ethics like I've never seen before. And, and they speak great English. <laughs> and they speak great English, you know. And so, yeah. Uh, so that's the bulk of our staff has, has, has been in the Philippines. And our turnover is, is next to none. And it's just been uh, really an amazing opportunity uh, experience with building our team in, in Manila. 
Okay. So you, you preempted what I was going to ask you, which is you've got about 130 employees of which only six of those are here in the States. So, you know, and, and you've already answered some of the questions I was going to ask about that, but you know, you've got these call centers around the world. Um, what were some of the issues, you know, you said you were having operating a call center in Miami. Um, you, you know, there were, I guess, laws or certain rules and regulations that you don't have in other countries, which makes me think about, well, then are you taking advantage of people in other countries? Oh, great question. But uh, let's put it, let's put it this way. No, it's not there. Like Philippines has very strong employee or employer laws as well. They do. But, okay. But we were, um, we, we hired a, in other words, they're, we outsourced, we hired a firm and they hired their staff. So they have to, you know, live by the rules. They have to keep people working. You know, they, if they give somebody a contract, they need to live by it and, and so on. They can't just fire people overnight without reasons and all. So all that is, is, is fair and, and very employee, uh, you know, backed in because they're they're serving in the Philippines, especially they're servicing clients from all over the world. They have become ex, you know, known for their for their call center operations. They handle all of the major banks in the U.S. When I was in Manila, you'll see mm-hmm. call centers for Chase, for 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 Wells Fargo, for Bank of America. They're all there. But um, in Miami, here's what it was for me. I mean, we had it was one getting. Uh, well, in the call center business, especially, nobody in the United States really looks forward to being a, a telemarketing uh, call center customer service agent, inbound or outbound or what have you. That becomes a job they're doing in their mind. This is what I'm doing for now. And while they eventually want to find something better. So you've got turnover got in the mix, mm-hmm. one. Then you've got the fact that Nobody, very few people I found in America anymore have work ethics. There's just there, there's there's always an excuse why they're late, why they're not coming in, why they're going to call in sick, taking advantage of every loophole and you know uh, there that there is. Then you 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 know you better make sure every you're dotting every i, crossing every t when it comes to you know what you have to do to let somebody go after ninety days. You right. know, and oh my, you know, and and it, it just it it became a a um, for me anyway it was this this human resource issue that uh, it just kept continue to compound itself and and eventually there were a number of lawsuits that I was being hit with and spending over a hundred thousand hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year in in lawyers to defend myself from crazy lawsuits that eventually I would win because I would refuse to just write somebody a check because they got a lawyer, you know, right. an employee lawyer, and I got to hand them a, write them a check for, because they claim that I owe them this or what have you. And it's your work, you know? I, so it was like the more and more these lawsuits kept coming in and out of my own pride, I'm like, I'm not writing you a check to settle. We're going all right. the way, you know? And so if you're going to go with this route, we're going and I'm spending the money to take it to court. But I'm not settling just to, you know, appease these lawyers that show up out of nowhere to say, I'll get you 15 grand. You watch, you know, <laughs> and so eventually put that overseas and pretty much all that went away. So, right. Went. How would you, you know, you, you mentioned you have really low tone turnover in your call centers. What is it that you're doing culturally to, to have that happen? It is, uh, well, we were fortunate in one way that we, the, the company we hired, the, our team over there, the girl who run, heads out all that up, she's just amazing at building that team environment. And I learned from her on, in that route because as I spent time with her in the Philippines, you know, in their offices, I was training them on, on our needs, our products, our services, how to, how to handle our clients. But I was learning from her on how to build that, that team unity, that, you know, fun environment that, you know, that or employees feel they're really a part of something. They would have uh, sock, uh, uh, volleyball tournaments and team tournaments and, and activities outside of the office to mm-hmm. keep everybody, you know, with team building. And um, uh, I was b- really blown away. I mean, they, they celebrate everybody's birthday in the office with cake and balloons and so on. And, so that means they're celebrating birthdays like every other day, you know, but because you got a lot of people, but it, it, 
she never tired with that that amazing you know energy of right. of, of bringing that team uh, involvement and contests and fun things going on. That uh, again, she taught me that that's one thing I didn't have in Miami. So maybe if I had had that, I might have had a better team in Miami. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and I've Monday morning in, quarterbacking, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, but still, it was. Um, but anyway, I learned plenty from her, and mm-hmm. she does an amazing job, and uh, has been a part of our success. What kind of what kind of incentives are you offering your own employees in the call centers? I mean, you know, celebrating a birthday is really nice. It's you know, overall, it's a it's a happy thing, and it doesn't cost you very much to do that. But what other kind of incentives do you have? You know, are you offering your employees to you know make them feel like, wow, this is really a great place to work? Um, I want yeah, to stay well, here. Well, you know, we. We do have uh, there's health insurance and there's there's a lot of the basic they don't normally get in a lot of the call centers in the in the Philippines, so they are provided with uh, with medical insurance after they reach certain tenure within the business, um, so they have that to look forward to when they're hired and trained to go through that. They also get you know we are rewarding and paying our staff uh, hourly and commissions or or depending depending upon what positions they're in. They're getting, uh, uh, you know, bonus rewards for customer service. For so, in other words, we we found that we had to make customer service as attractive a position like we do the sales team. And mind you, I never thought I would be able to have Filipino staff running, uh, taking my sales calls. But after spending eight months with them and training them on systems, the one thing I found about them handling sales actually was unlike my staff in the USA. As soon as this, my staff in the US felt they'd been with, as soon as they felt comfortable with the, with the script and everything, they'd start changing everything and doing it their own way. And, and then you could never, you could never bring them back to, this is how I'd like you to handle it. Right. On the other hand, the staff in the Philippines would follow the scripts that were provided to them with very little, you know, start making up their own way. And so, but anyway, the customer service staff, we needed, we wanted to find ways to motivate them with, cash as well like the sales staff always was getting bonus for the high you know top salesman number two number it's easy to bonus salespeople, but for customer service we had to come up with ways to reward them for you know uh for for doing a good job for the you know reviews that came from them and and so on and so forth so we made the job attractive as for being customer service side as well and rewarding them for doing a great job and uh and and you know we find many of our staff in the philippines they're actually Many of them supporting their entire families. They have a unique and interesting, uh, uh, odd, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, culture over there. Where uh, first of all, the call center in job is is you know big money over there compared mm-hmm. to other opportunities that they have in the Philippines. So people go to college and learn to be call center customer service staff. And they look mm-hmm. forward to, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, to get hired by an American or an offshore company to be in the call center industry. Right, right. And uh, it's it's a big, you know, th- those are the ones that are the most educated. They've got the English, they're bilingual and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. They speak Tagalog, but they also speak English and so forth or other languages. And uh, they are, you know, high income earners in their country. So they're but many of their families kind of abuse that. And they find that they're, they they took care of one of their kids to get all educated, to get multi-language, to get to school for that. And then the rest of the family is like sitting back and, and right. these poor, these poor yeah. young ones that are making money in the call center are feeding them brother, sister, mother, father. I'm like, yeah. my, and mom's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that these people are actually supporting not their own family, not their own wife and kids necessarily. They're supporting yeah. their brother, sister, and, you know, mom and dad. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a choice. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about how you find your your customers, your prospects. We one of the things we do is I um, uh, I grow huge Facebook groups. I've got um, I still I do Facebook ad marketing and of course pay per click Google and YouTube and other things. But a lot of what I do is drive them to join our Facebook group, which one of them has over 54,000 members. The other one is 28,000 members strong. And in that Facebook group, we are educating them and uh, uh, with 
ideas on, on and webinars and different things that we're always doing to train these these uh, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, big and small businesses, how to grow their business with you know, marketing tips and tools, period. And of course, we're also adding our product and service that we recommend. You know, here's how to use marketing boost incentives for your business, but we're also bringing other third-party experts and providing content and the authority that we show that, you know, look, we have a product that's one of the tools that you need to, or that you should be using to grow your business. And um, so we nurture and and build relationships with them in our Facebook group. And then from there, they're buying into what we have with Marketing Boost. And we also provide other tools, you know, of automation tools so that they can automate all of the incentives going out the door and a few other products that we have to help business owners grow and sustain their business. You know, one thing I left out when you talk about how we grow our business, we started by we started by advertising specifically and targeting affiliate marketers. So we have what does that mean? What we found we've we we essentially recruited thousands of other business owners that are what we call affiliate marketers. Okay. And they they focus on selling other people's products. So uh-huh. they affiliate marketer promotes you know, my product today and somebody else's product tomorrow and does an email campaign with somebody else's product. Mm-hmm. So they're marketing products that pay them good right, commissions and, yeah, right, and, sure. and preferably they like they like products that provide a recurring passive income. So, for mm-hmm. example, when they market, when they sell somebody on a marketing boost subscription, we pay 40 percent commission of the 40 percent of the subscription money they pay us goes to the affiliate marketer if they came through an affiliate. So mm-hmm. the affiliate marketer is marketing my product, earning 40% commission without right. having to be a part of fulfillment or anything mm-hmm. on our... Mm-hmm. And so that's what affiliate marketers do. They're, getting, they're, they're promoting other products and services that they don't have okay. to be involved in fulfilling, and they're making the you know clean revenue. And so that's how we started the business and it continues to be a big part of our of our ongoing new customer acquisition comes through affiliate marketers where we have that for us there's there's no risk other than okay yeah we do have to pay what we agreed to pay to 40% but we're not out there mm-hmm. you know we do very little advertising anymore with our own dollars you know we let right. the majority of it's coming through affiliate third party marketers fantastic and how do you find those affiliates we joined um, multiple affiliate type of websites promoting our products through. Uh, there are okay. different sites out there like Commission Junction and many others that are out there that you can you can as a business owner you can sign up to be a a provider right. Right. with your product right. to the affiliate marketers. So for all your listeners out there, one of the ways you can grow your business without a doubt is is if you have a, a enough of a profit margin in your product. That you can pay out a whatever whatever you can afford to pay out in commissions, and basically, that amounts to what would you be willing to pay for for client acquisition? Mm-hmm. So, if you're willing to pay a hundred dollars for a client acquisition, and your product costs a thousand, okay, then you can pay ten percent commission to an affiliate marketer, and let them go out and, and figure out how to sell your how to find you prospects. They're going to earn their ten percent, their hundred dollars for the acquisition, for example. Do, do and you so work- you you can, and of course it's. You may have to tweak that, and you may have to pay more, or you know, uh-huh. to get beat, to get attention, or maybe more mm-hmm. at the beginning, you know, so they can people will actually notice mm-hmm. you and promote your product. But affiliate marketing is a big way, depending upon your product and service, to get third, you know, get others to promote you. Do you worry at all about uh, these affiliate marketers and their tactics or how they might do business that it might be aligned with how you want your business done? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can you can write the rules and you can approve the affiliate that you are going to work with. So, um, I mean, you can write you can write the rules for them to you know say, look, you, no email spamming, no, you can't use my brand name like this or that. You can't mm-hmm. you can't use okay. my name in any of your Google ads. I don't want to be competing mm-hmm. against my own affiliates right. with my when when it comes to my own keywords. So all of that is something that's worth you know, looking into. Don't you know? There. Gotcha. By the way, there are companies you can you can hire that are experts at finding you know that building your affiliate program that can help you put the whole thing together so that that's just something you don't worry about. But you're obviously it's going to cost you a little bit more because you're going to be paying 
the affiliate and you're going to be paying them an override to manage it and build it right. for you. Right. But it can be worth it because without it, I mean, somebody in your team is going to be dedicated to to soliciting those affiliates, working with the affiliates, giving them training, setting them up mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. with the creatives that you approve. You know, it, it's another another complete strategy. It doesn't just happen without work. Right. But you know, you can build. Uh, you, you you need to create the campaigns for them, the creatives for them, the whatever you're going to allow them to use to market you. And the more you have, well, the more attractive it is to be an affiliate for you because you're giving right. me, okay, I've got all these creatives I can use. I've got, you know, here's what I can, here's what I can't do. And many of them have their own, you know, their own traffic sources. Mm-hmm. They have their own, um, you know, e- their own email databases, right. Right. whatever. They've got ways right. to drive traffic. Got it. So do you, would you say you have an ideal client? And if so, what does that client look like? My ideal client is, well, the majority of my clients, not necessarily my ideal, but the majority of my clients are uh, a lot of home-baked. We have, again, we have thousands of entrepreneurs using our yes. service. So the majority of my clients are uh, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, home-based businesses mm-hmm. that are, are in the early stages, launching, getting started. And, uh, and there, we, we, allow, we help them get it. You know, that's part of the reason why we do what I told you on the Facebook group. We're, we're trying to hold their hand and give them, uh, uh, affordable help to get them moving their business forward, teaching them how to build a sales funnel, teaching them how to, you know, a lot of the basics. My ideal client is the one that doesn't need any of that. The one that's already hitting it out of the park and, you know, they're, they're very successful entrepreneurs. And then they find my product and they just plug it in. And we have plenty of those as well. But the majority, like I mentioned, are coming in uh, with our to to start, and they're very early on uh, in their in their in their stage of their business. But we've got people that are using our services, making over a million dollars a year, and additional revenue that they can account to to uh, using the incentives. I can give you an example of that. One is it's kind of odd too. This guy is a big company nationwide that does windshield repair and replacement installments. And that's a very competitive industry. And the yep. insurance companies typically pick up the tab on the broken windshield. So, right. and, and they all want to use SafeLight, which I won't use, by the way. But Right. You know. So they're just like, yeah, SafeLight. I've, and got, so, I've got a private business who I've been doing business with for years. I want to patronize them. Cool. And one of the ways that they they, they compete against SafeLight and others yep. sure. is they have to give cash rebates. So they they promise people cash rebates, so because the insurance is picking up the tab anyway for the windshield, mm-hmm. so they offer a hundred fifty dollar cash rebate if you mm-hmm. select us. Mm-hmm. Now, so these guys go, they 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 still offer the cash rebates, but when their installers go out, they they go, they install the windshield, then they come up and they show them a printed certificate with a nice glossy certificate saying, uh, you know, hey, you five nights in Cancun, Mexico, fifteen hundred dollar value, yada yada. And they're like, I tell you what, we've got this special promotion right now. If you switch that hundred, we can switch that hundred and fifty dollars cash you've got coming for five nights in Cancun instead. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, airfare is not included, food and beverage not included, right. neither is the government taxes. But you're saving fifteen, you know, up to fifteen hundred dollars here on a well, five night stay. Well, absolutely, and night, especially if you're at a four or five star hotel. Right. So now they're getting people to switch the to take the certificate instead of the cash mm-hmm. and so they're keeping they so you know they're keeping about a million dollars a year in extra cash in their bottom oh, line from not yeah. writing checks to people for those cash rebates that mm-hmm. they so they still use the cash rebate to get them in the door mm-hmm. to get the install done and then their installers uh do offer a opportunity to to switch that for a better yeah. offer yeah, and and they commission the installers to if they successfully tuck them into the Cancun vacation versus or Calbo or whatever instead mm-hmm. of the um, the cash, cash rebate. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. So so what what if somebody were were looking to get into this industry that you are in, what kind of advice would you give them? <laughs> They'd have a really tough time. Because you've you've got to be to start with you have to be a high volume travel business in the first place, right? To even get to even get uh, rec- you know anybody to talk well, to. And you and your partners already knew that business, so right. So we were right. because we were already mm-hmm. in the travel space and very very successful at it. Then this byproduct you know came around, and we were already had the contracts. We already had the hotel relationships around the world. We already had so it's it's 
very hard to come in and, and get into this space. Um, if anybody wanted to try it, as far as advice, I'd say, I'd say first go work in uh, in the travel business for somebody yeah. who's already successful. Start getting in, get the relationships, mm-hmm. build the build the relationships so that you can go leverage those elsewhere afterwards. Got it. Or at least get an inside understanding of how the whole business works. Right. So you said you only have about six employees here in the States that like, who are, who are those people? Not, you know, who actually, but I mean, are these your partners or these, you know, admin, who are these six? They're, ad, they're admin management that is helping us um, uh, all the, you know, manage the teams we have overseas mm-hmm. and, um, you know, put it out, bring everything back together, basically under one roof. Yep. So, so what's your day to day look like as a leader? What do you spend your time doing? I have uh, been focusing over in in 2022 on on getting interviewed on podcasts. I tell you the truth, this has been something that I enjoy, and I have been uh, one of the ways that I actually go about prospecting for new business as well is getting sure. myself interviewed on third party podcasts. So I've got a team of uh, a number of virtual assistants that are. Uh, soliciting to get me booked on different shows and get that all organized for me. And then I'm also now getting ready to launch my own podcast. So I'm expecting to have my own show launched uh, August 15th, where we will begin interviewing experts uh, of all kinds uh, when it comes to sharing their business expertise, kind of like your show, to 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 bring that mind, that mindset, that knowledge, that experience that other business owners that have already crossed a number of, you know, reached some of those peaks of challenges and, you know, gone through the, I've, I've been there to share those with, with my audience, my ecosystem, mm-hmm. so that our members can learn from that. And also hopefully the podcast will reach people and bring new, new prospects into my uh, ecosystem as well. Right. But I, Interesting. I, very little of my business, I've fortunately built the teams in place so that I am not having to focus on the, uh, the, the day to day of, how the, the back end of marketing boost and the fulfillment of these trips. And, and then the other thing I do, I get to travel around a bit and, uh, uh, you know, highlight these hotels that we represent these brands mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, um, and brag on them a little bit when I travel. So that's another part of the fun, fun that Got I have it. to involve. Uh, so since you have call centers, I'm curious, did, did COVID require you to adjust how you do business? Oh my God. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Yes. It, COVID did you was, send everybody home? And, and we, let them work from home. <laughs> we did end up having, uh, we were able to finally do that to the most part. Early on in COVID, we um, the we did not have the equipment and, and, and the sure. bandwidth to let people go work from home, especially in the Philippines. We had agents that actually ended up living in the office for over oh, a month and a half. No, they were awful. Yeah, they were willing <laughs> to actually live in the office. We had to bring them food. And then, of course, there were major lockdowns in the Philippines and and in the other countries that we were in as well, uh, I, I guess fortunately the people were there was also less people traveling, obviously. So it, it, it we were able to you know fulfill and 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 manage the the people who were traveling with a with a smaller team. Uh, but boy, that was that was a nightmare. And of course, we had a a big drop in business. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the people not traveling anywhere around the world and so forth, with the marketing boost incentives, we were lucky. A, a very uh, more than about sixty percent of our members stuck with us and continued to use the travel incentives. Right. And what we did was we extended the use period. They had twenty four right. months. Right, you would have to, yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, and then as soon as twenty midway through twenty twenty one, everything just took off like a rocket again. Mm-hmm. People are, I, I call it revenge travel. We there's more. Yeah. There's never been a better time to be used using these travel incentives than right sure. now because people are they yep. love the idea they, they're dying to get mm-hmm. somewhere they want to go somewhere whether it's a you know a drive to mm-hmm. destination or get on a plane but people are want to go somewhere they want to go now so right. good time to use them uh, and i believe you uh, have a little special offer um for the audience yeah yes um, i do so you want to tell you want to tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. You'll go to marketingboost.com forward slash podcast. Uh, we'll give you 30 days of marketing boost for only one dollar, one US dollar. You get to try marketing boost for 30 days for a dollar. You can give yourself, like I said, all of these incentives and test them out. 
Um, you can, uh, and so after that, it's only $37 a month to be a member of Marketing Boost and have access to unlimited amount of these incentives that you can use in a myriad of ways to acquire clients, lead generation, et cetera. So it's really kind of a self-study program, right? Yes, I for thirty-seven dollars yeah. a month. Obviously, well, we're not. Obviously, yeah, we're, you're not. You're not giving somebody an account manager, a customer success person. Correct. So it is a a, a self-service platform, mm -hmm. and of course, we do provide uh, training. We have a, right. a boot camp training course. Mm -hmm. We have the training mm -hmm. videos. We have all types of materials available, and the Facebook group for constant support right. and what have you. But to guide it's, people it's important. I think it's important to mention. That's the reason I mentioned. It's important to mention that, you know, this has got to be for somebody who's really self-motivated to do this kind of thing. You know, we, a number of people have been telling me I should have a, an upsell product that where, you know, for so they that get we high, can really higher touch hold yeah. people's hands and build them and coach them and so on. But, mm -hmm. but that yeah. hasn't been our, um, our, our priority at this point yet. And, and it doesn't have to be right. I mean, if, if, you know, if this is working well for you, then that's fantastic. You know, some, maybe somebody else will come along that wants to, that wants to do that high touch, you know, white glove service. Right. Um, you know, and I think, like I said, for people, especially if you deal with a lot of solopreneurs, um, for them, you know, they may be willing to make the time to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as we, as, as I always say in business, you know, there's, there's a, but for every seat, right. <laughs> Exactly. That's the, that's the sort of uh, uh, more polite way to say it. Well, Marco Torres, uh, co-founder of Marketing Boost, this has really been an interesting conversation and certainly incredibly educational for me. I really appreciate your time. Well, I'm glad. I hope I could add a few value bombs for you and your listeners. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Authentically Successful. If you are a successful founder or CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit verticalelevation.com slash podcast slash apply. If you learned something from this interview and it made a difference, please share it on LinkedIn or Twitter. You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. And if you know of someone who would be a great guest, tag them on LinkedIn or Twitter to let them know about the show and include the hashtag authentically successful. I love seeing your posts and great suggestions. Lastly, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, verticalelevation.com, or follow me on LinkedIn. This is Carol Schultz. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.